0: Today on The Daily Charge, Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple head back to Washington, our latest in our 5G series, and happy Prime Day, everybody.
1: Amazon's Prime Day is here, and after five years, it's grown from a goofy sideshow into a massive shopping phenomenon. Ben, you've been on top of this. Yes. What What's going on?
0: Man, it's Prime Day.
1: <laughs> it's Prime Day so again. You so excited.
0: Yeah, yeah. People are really interested in Prime Day. It's five years now, and right. uh, Amazon has obviously done a really good job of adding new stuff into Prime Day all yep. the time to get people interested and still talking about it. Like this year, it was a Taylor Swift concert, which right. nobody can get Taylor Swift, but apparently Amazon could. So, Well, you wrote,
1: you wrote a great story. It's kind of looking at the cultural impact of... Prime Day and how really it's changed the way we've shop. right? It's basically created a, a Black Friday-esque event in the summer.
0: Yes, yeah, and that's really rare. A lot of retailers have tried to do this for years, if not decades, to try to get people to shop more in the summer. They do this Christmas in July thing. It never really took off. Yep. So in part due to the economy, in part due to just dumb luck, Amazon was able to just fall into being able to get Prime Day to really take off, and it's causing people on one end to hold off their shopping to wait for Prime Day, and on the other end, instead of buying them back to school or maybe even the holiday, now you're buying on Prime Day. So it's kind of consolidating the shopping into this two-day window.
1: Now, it hasn't been all smooth sailing, right? There have been outages the last two years in a row Yeah, it may have been. There
0: was there was one that was particularly bad last year, and then I think the previous one was in 2016 that wasn't as bad, where people had a hard time of uh, getting into their actually checking things out once they put them into their shopping carts. Last year was so atrocious, where I think it was (laughs) in the middle of the day. It was right at the beginning at noon, and the whole thing fell apart. The mobile app didn't work, uh, the website didn't work, and that went on for roughly an hour or so
1: yeah and so beyond like beyond the sales and deals there there's sort of a downside to things we're seeing protests erupt yes. all over the country really looking at some of the issues in its warehouse which have been fairly widespread wide report we've reported on some of the issues there
0: yeah this is what happens when you create a fake shopping holiday in the middle of the summer that uh, you get all the attention you get the all the eyeballs on you well you're gonna end up inviting protests and it's just it's it's gonna elicit that kind of thing and so Those concerns about uh, treatment of warehouse Mm -hmm. workers is going to come up. uh, Allegations that Amazon has been working with ICE. Which, by the way, Amazon does not talk about whether it is or isn't working with ICE. That's been coming up. There's going to be a protest outside of Jeff Bezos's house in like half an hour from now in New York and uh, also concerns about just climate change. There's uh, an Amazon employee group uh, that's pushing for Amazon to do more on the climate. They're also talking up about uh, this, and that's what happened, where Prime Day is really getting all these people to talk about these concerns.
1: Yeah, Prime Day is definitely a great platform to get your, your your news out. So next up, get ready for a busy week in D.C. as they grill the tech giants. The House Judiciary Committee will question Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple over whether they, are, they hold too much power Meanwhile, the Senate Banking Committee will question Facebook over its Libra Libra cryptocurrency. This comes after President Trump held his social media summit on Thursday without any actual social media companies.
0: Yeah, we'll see how much attention this event tomorrow gets. Mm -hmm. These are not, as far as I can tell, heavy hitters from any of these companies. There's a lot of folks that I haven't heard of. They're from the public policy uh, side of these companies or they're, they're from the legal side. So this isn't a Sundar Pichai uh, event. This isn't no. a Mark Zuckerberg event. But at the same time, we might get some interesting nuance or we might get some, some useful context as far as, like, at the very least, how these companies are trying to defend themselves against yeah. the potential for regulation and in a worst-case scenario for them, uh, potentially breaking up the companies.
1: Well, yeah, we'll see what actually gets done because I feel like there are competing interests even on the just the government side of things. People can't even agree from a regulation perspective on what they want right some folks want more privacy rules some folks want to address the issue of bias you know against conservative voices so there there are all these competing agendas and it just doesn't seem like anything will get done yeah which sounds a lot like DC
0: well meanwhile like what do you think the potential is for any of these breakups to actually happen
1: i think that's it's a really tough one i think it's a, it's an issue that these tech companies are particularly sensitive to i just don't know if it'll actually get done Obviously, a lot of noise was made about Microsoft getting broken up back in the day. That never happened.
0: Yeah, and that was years.
1: Right. Lastly, the latest in our 5G series looks at how technology has gotten caught up in a broader trade war between the U.S. and China. Our own Maggie Radin takes a look at the stakes as both China and the U.S. are jockeying for the leadership in 5G, which the winner potentially shaping the geopolitics and technology scheme for the next decade. Okay. So, yeah.
0: What, what, what do we need to be paying attention to here? Is this? Is this? I feel like Huawei is, is is back in the mix. As it relates to this because they they have a lot to do with uh, infrastructure and particularly five G infrastructure. Is that right?
1: That's exactly it. Huawei is sort of the the big name, big company that uh, stands out there. Is the number two smartphone player. It's the world's largest telecom equipment maker. Now they supply some equipment actually to some U.S. rural carriers. They're not allowed in the big four, but. Uh, You know, given the uh, security issues and the ramp up in government scrutiny over some of its practices, um, it, it feels partly like the security issues are valid in one sense, but also it does feel like this is heavily politicized. This is really more about Trump and more about, you know, getting... Leverage to strike better terms in, in with China in terms of trade deals.
0: So do you, if if the US doesn't end up using any of that Huawei Technology, uh, are we in this country at a disadvantage in any way that like maybe we're losing out on any sort of uh, Useful infrastructure that maybe we should be using.
1: No, it's a great question. I um, it's it's still kind of mixed at this point because there are enough of these other suppliers. Interestingly enough, you know, due to all the the consolidation in this industry, there are actually no U.S. suppliers of telecom equipment anymore. What like Lucent, you know, that got purchased, right? And uh, so we've got uh, you know Nokia, Ericsson, Samsung. So they're they're folks in other countries that are our core suppliers, right? That, you know, there's like the Intels and the Cisco's, but they they don't supply sort of the main components. Mm. So. Uh, it, it's kind of it's, it's hard to tell whether or not um, losing out on Huawei equipment is really going to hurt us. I think the bigger issue is you know 5G has is, a, is an international standard set by multiple companies. Uh, and, and if we're, we're, we're trying to basically block out Huawei from contributing even more even though Huawei actually does have more patents than uh, really or, or China sorry China, thanks to Huawei has more patents related to 5G than, than the US or Korea. Wow yeah. So you you can tell there's someone in the White House just thinking about this, thinking ahead and going, well, I I don't know if I want China to be in that driver's position for 5G uh, and then having us sort of follow them.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang.
0: I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Thanks
1: for listening.